This is the 423 Soccer Pod, and welcome to the latest episode. This is Jim, and you can find me on Twitter at Chetaguner. And this is Todd. You can find me at Great Footballer on the Twitters. So, Todd, uh, I guess what we're going to be covering, you're going to talk a little bit about, kind of go review the the uh, New York Cosmos match. We have a great interview with Red. You you, uh, you may know him as Red on Twitter, Sean is a is a Detroit City supporter and we speak with him for a while about what he's doing in Detroit, what Detroit's doing, some of the new things that are coming out of Detroit, uh his podcast, a little bit of history about kind of what he's doing. We we're going to preface that uh, just a little bit if you've not seen it. He gave kind of a pre-game speech before the Chattanooga Detroit City match earlier this fall, and we have a little brief snippet that will give you an idea of who he is and what he's about in in lower league soccer and, and how he sees soccer as a, a vehicle for social change and bringing people together in Detroit. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we have, we'll preview the next match, of course, with Detroit City. And we've got some other around the horn, around the world, around the world of lower league soccer news to to talk about. So Todd, any, any opening thoughts you've got? Uh, no, I mean, we, we do. It is kind of like a, a mixed bag of things. We, we can we're gonna talk about, you know, uh, Rocco Camiso. He made some remarks, uh, uh, with, uh, on an interview, I guess, with Chris Kessel. Um, we have some Academy results and also a, uh, mysterious tweet out of, out of a, uh, a Twitter account that's been silent for three years and then all of a sudden <laughs> pops up and, yeah. and tags Nisa. So, so we'll, we'll talk about that. So any, any, I guess, review, any final thoughts on the New York Cosmos match? Uh, no, I guess just to go back over what we said and I, I didn't come up to any new epiphanies about, about the match. Uh, on the day, I thought that they had uh, the better run of play. I thought the score was about right, maybe a little flattering to them. But at the end of the day, it, it just—I thought our tactics were wrong, and uh, I thought we would have been better served to be a little more uh, conservative in our approach and uh, uh, be interested to see where we go from here. Yeah, I went back and watched the first half just to, and and, it, and while it wasn't as dire as maybe I felt at halftime, it was pretty bad. And, you know, like, like you said, the, I think we got the tactics wrong and I think, I think coach uh, realized that. And that's why we saw some, some changes early, maybe early in that second half and and through and later on in that, in that half. Um, And, you know, I went back and watched, I am, you know, convinced that their first goal is offside. Um, You know, I've, I've slowed it down. I've watched it multiple times. There's just, there's just no way he's onside, even with the bad angle, but you know, it's, it's, it's sour grapes to kind of rely on that. I think I said on the on the post match show, you know, if that had been flagged as offside, we would have been just let off the hook because we created we had some problem we we created some problems there, and some of that was our, was of our own doing. You know, you made reference to the fact that we had a that there was an offside. They had an offside called 
shortly before, and it wasn't just shortly before, it was literally the previous um, the, the sequence. previous sequence yeah. of plays. Uh, I mean, they get called offside. Our resulting free kick goes out to out. No, I think our resulting free kick is the one that's the long ball to to Webb that he gives away. So I mean, it is it's it's literally the previous sequence where they're offside, and then you know we still play that high line and, and get caught off. And and I I really don't know what to think about the second goal. Um, you know, I went back and watched it, and I I don't know if if Smarzok wasn't a hundred percent or if he's just caught off guard, but um, a goalie just absolutely blisters him. I mean, he just he starts going by him and then just turns on the Jets. And it even looked- okay, okay, he's thirty six, so we know that there's old man strength. Is there old man speed? <laughs> well, and if he, so, why have I? Do I not have? Him? Yeah, I, I don't have any of that. I mean, he he just roasts him, and I so I don't know if he's caught if he's caught off balance, uh, and so I, I'm just not sure. But the he starts to make his run, and 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 Smarzok sees it and tries to keep up, and he just gets he just gets blown out of the water. I mean, it's just uh, and then you know the cross goes over and and the goal is put in. So it was. Um, you know, not a great first half. You know, we probably could have been, we could have gone into half level. It it would have been flattering to us to be level, uh, but. Look, we've had teams against us all year be overly flattered to be ahead of us. That is true. We've, yeah, uh, it would have been dominated, nice. dominated yeah. games. Yeah. And then the second half, I've not, I've not rewatched it, so I can't really speak. But again, I, I you know, based on memory, you know, we, we had, it was a much more even match in the second half and. And you know we give up that that late-ish goal in the eighty <clears throat> excuse me in the eightieth minute for a three-one. And you know again a result that probably is at least the overall result is probably fair to to New York to New York and um, just a little frustrating that uh, that we went up there and and got the first goal and then you know weren't able to to kind of shore things up and and at least see that first half out. But but it is what it is and and so we're firmly in third place now. Um, and with Detroit coming to town in uh, this weekend. All right. Now on the 423 Soccer Pod, we're going to have a special interview for you. We're going to be interviewing Sean Novak, a.k.a. Red, uh, as you might know him as his Twitter handle. Just to let you know, before uh, the intro to this, we are going to have about a 45-second clip of a pre-match speech that he gave, an impassioned pre-game speech that he made uh, before the CFC Detroit City game um, at Keyworth earlier this year. Uh, give that a listen, and we encourage you to look that up on YouTube as well. And as always, our interview is brought to you by Dose Bros, uh, who reminds you to eat local and ball local. So let's go to the interview, and we'll catch you on the other side. Our brothers and sisters in Flint, NGS Flint, raise money selling scarves to support our brothers and sisters in Flint in the midst of the Flint City. Not to be a savior, but to come along our brothers and sisters who have been doing it for 
years, yet they say you should stick to sports. All right, joining us now on the podcast is somebody you just heard a little brief snippet of his pre-match speech when the Chattahooligans went up and some Chattanooga supporters went up and went to a match in Detroit. You may know him as Red Online. He also goes by Sean Novak. Sean, um, it's great to have you on the podcast. How are things up in Canada? Oh, man, Canada, you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's all right. It's all right. You know what I mean? We got this uh, this orange man that's invading our space right now. But <laughs> no, but all, all is well here in Detroit, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so we were talking before, you know, I had to, you know, that – that we've talked to, I guess, before the the home match. No, excuse me, before that match, the week before, Todd and I got a talk, got a chance to talk to the DC FC FC guys, um, right? And so there's a Sean there, and then there's another Sean on the other podcast, and now this Sean, and the court your owner is Sean. So I was wondering, you know, could you talk to us about what what's going on with the Detroit Water? That you know, does everybody have to be named Sean? Do we have to have a certain number of Seans around yeah. the club? Well, fun fact that a lot of folks from outside don't know is that we're actually all birthed from the same woman. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No. So it's, it's kind of a thing, you know. It, re- it is. We're, we're just trying to, you know, cause mass confusion around the country. Okay. <laughs> Ginger Sean's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, we're 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 about as a we're a, we're a hotter commodity than gingers these days, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you, sorry, so you you say you do have a soul? Because I've heard I, I've got a lot in the bag. You got a lot. <laughs> yeah, I collect them all the time, man. <laughs> say we ain't got souls, well. <laughs> uh, that's not what we have you to talk. Not have you on to talk about. Um, you know, we we played a little bit of that of that uh, message you you gave like right before the soccer match, and I don't know if if you've not heard the whole thing. It's on YouTube. You can look it up and and watch it. I encourage you to do so because I think it, I think it makes a powerful point about what soccer can do um, in a local community. But talk a little bit about where that came from, and I know it's a message that I've heard you say a lot on your own podcast. Uh, I follow you on Twitter, so you know I hear you talk about that on Twitter. Um, yeah. So talk a little bit about kind of where that came from and, and, and kind of what that message means to you in Detroit. Yeah, well, you know, um, I think folks know around the country, right, that, you know, us in Detroit, you know what I mean? We go through, we went through a lot of stuff, right? Our, our city has uh, experienced a lot um, over the years, you know what I mean? And uh, when Detroit City FC came about, um, you know, I was a little bit reluctant you know what I mean, uh, initially to jump in and support because I didn't know, you know what I mean, um, what was being said was uh, sounded really good. It sounded really good in terms of uh, the connection to Detroit, but the, the more I got, you know, connected to the club, um, the more that it became obvious that the club was actually um, a, a mechanism or a, a hub to do uh, community organizing, you know, within the city of Detroit. A lot of folks don't know, you know, that our club, came up out of the Detroit City Football League, right, right, which was a recreational soccer league that was intended to connect neighborhoods in Detroit for the purpose of uplifting the city of Detroit. So, you know what I mean, that, for somebody like me, right, I, I, I learned the game um, shortly before, um, when I was little, I see, I was born here in Detroit, raised here for a good period of my life, and then right before we lost, well, right, right around the time we lost our home, and then began to move around to different cities, I learned the game of soccer, right? And so I learned, I came up learning it as a player, right? Mm -hmm. I always 
loved the game of soccer. I always loved my hometown, Detroit, and I developed a passion, right, for building community over the years. So those three things were three things that really drive me and make me passion passionate, right? Um, and when I got connected with Detroit City, when I came back home to Detroit, um, it was clear that those three things um, came together beautifully, right? And so it showed me another thing, you know what I mean? Uh, another um, component of the game that I love, the city that I love, and how that came together to actually be a force to um, to put, it, it wasn't just about the soccer, right? The soccer I love, you know what I mean? We like going to the games, you know what I mean? We like the leisure activity. We like to get away from work, you know what I mean? And, and get away from the stressors of life. That's a beautiful thing. I'm not putting that down, right? But what can you do, right? When you bring all those people together for this, right? For this, for this spectacle, right? And how can you maximize bringing those people together for the purpose of doing greater things beyond the sport, right? And it wasn't something like it was an afterthought with this club. And as I got, you know, it was something that was foundational to the club, as it was with yours, right? Yeah. That's what made that speech so easy. Like I said, y'all were like the, 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 the canary in the coal mine, right, in terms of what y'all were doing. But even before y'all, right, like this was like the, the impetus for a lot of these clubs around the, around the world, mm-hmm. right? But that's something that we're really disconnected from in the United States because we've become so accustomed and socialized into this whole franchise model, right? Right. So we haven't, um, we've, 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 uh, you know, we've missed out on that piece. You know what I mean? And I think that clubs like ours are beginning to tap into that. And um, hopefully, folks, you know what I mean, who even the folks who are just investors, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, can see the value in that, you know what I mean? Not just to make money off of it, right? But that, you you, you know, you can you can make a living doing this while also, and more importantly, putting the community first, you know what I mean? So that's kind of where that was coming from is it's really easy for us to organize a sports team in a city like Detroit and a lot of folks, um, so a lot of our supporter base, some of us are from the city, some of us are from the region, some of us are from the broader state, around the, around the nation, et cetera, right? So some for some folks, they just coming into the city to enjoy a game. They come in and they leave, you know what I mean? And um, and and But there's an opportunity that comes along with that if you do it right, you know what I mean? We can build bridges across the region, right, to not just uplift the city, but uplift the region. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where that was coming from. You know, I see on a daily basis people in my city who who are struggling. And for me, I will always be one of those people that lights a fire under anybody's ass that begins to sway from that, right? Because we're not going to use the good name of Detroit, you know, just for, you know, sexy marketing. You know, so sexy, you know, so you can kind of get your gritty, you know what I mean, in the city and then go wherever, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, we're seeing people struggle. The soccer team's not going to, you know, the club's not going to save Detroit, you know what I mean? But it can be a source of change, you know what I mean? And it can be a a place where those crossroads come together and and we build, you know what I mean, something beautiful moving forward. Yeah, I think that's good. A good point you make. It's not really so much that there's anything wrong with going in your leisure time and enjoying a soccer game or anything. But at the same time, there is that opportunity there for something more. And if you're not utilizing that the way you guys are in Detroit or the way, you know, uh, CFC, the Chattahooligans are, then you're really missing an opportunity to do something greater and really like entrench yourself in your community. 
And in which case, they will probably turn around and support you even more. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's and that's the beauty of it, right? It's, it doesn't have to be something that's um that that's just you know like 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 the diversity requirement on the checklist. <laughs> you're <laughs> right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that superficial yeah. aspect. You know what I mean? Like no, like I'm talking about like literally embedding yourself in the community. You know what I mean? To support the upliftment of the community in a general sense, and then the cherry on top is that we can get together and and watch this football match. You know what I mean? Well, somebody asked me, they were like, you know, when I got back to Chattanooga, I actually uh, witnessed uh, your speech, and I thought it was really powerful, and I, I wasn't really expecting anything like that. And what, so when I got back, you know, somebody asked me, like, what was the, the Detroit City match like? And so I described it in the only way I, I, I could. I said, well, I said, it's kind of like three parts. I said, it's part soccer game, uh, part political rally, and part Lollapalooza. I said, I really have no other way to describe it. And I said, and, and it is, it, it sounds crazy, but it's a beautiful thing uh, from start to finish. And I was just really impressed. Uh, and it was, a, it was a powerful speech. And, and I, I second what Jim says. If, if you get a chance to, to look it up on uh, YouTube, uh, watch it. Because, and I did have a question down here for you. you know, is it ever just about sports? I mean, just a little ever just about sports? Or was it never about sports? You know, um... <laughs> I mean, I guess you, you know, there's those pockets, you know what I mean? I have yeah. those pockets, you know, because there is a part of that, right? Like, it's like, um, a lot of us, we have, we have work throughout the week, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some of us, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a father, you know what I mean? In the coming months, some of y'all are already fathers, you know what I mean? Might be married, got family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So there, there's, a, there's a pocket of it, you know what I mean? Where it's like, we need balance in life, <laughs> <laughs> balance in life. Yeah, you don't yeah. need, you're going to need a lot of balance, Red. You're going to yeah, need a lot of balance. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I mean, whether that's like you know the day to day stuff, like for example, like that 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 we deal with in our community, within our household, it's you know. So so there's this part where it's like, yeah, it it is about leisure. It is about getaway. You know what I mean? It is about that balance. You know what I mean? Because we need to recharge. You know what I mean? We need to recharge as people, but you know, how can we also connect that to, to a greater purpose of why we're even here? You know what I mean? So, well, I was just going to ask you, you know, me and Jim, we talk about, you know, there's, there's different kinds of supporters, like, and, and for every team. And I think for a lot of times, like I fall on like your classic, uh, fan, American sports fan, like when my team loses, like it kind of wrecks me. Right. Like I, uh -huh. it, it kind of puts a downer on my day. Maybe, maybe the next day too. Like if I start thinking about it, uh, but, you know, there's I think there's a, a, an aspect, a, a supporter that where the on-field performance doesn't doesn't matter as much because it's more about just being a fan of the city and of the cause. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Like like it rocks me when we you know, when we had that. What was it, a couple of years ago when we you know, everything was happening with keywords and we we're doing good and we had like that. Mm -hmm. Over four, four and four. Or I forget what it was. Five, uh, whatever it was. We we just. We were like a mid table. <laughs> in the yeah, the on field yeah. wasn't matching all the excitement, like nah. off the field. Was, and and it, and it hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It hurt. Trust me, it hurt. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm more like um, I don't I don't I don't like personally. I don't air that out publicly too much. You know what I mean? Now, you're not going <laughs> to really hear me publicly criticizing the club unless 
the only time you ever hear me publicly criticizing the club is when they turn their back on the community, and that, that's not going to happen here in Detroit. But I'm just saying that's when you will see a, yeah. you know, that's when the fiery red that is, you know, aimed at our opposition, you know what I mean, will will turn <laughs> inward. <laughs> yeah. But but on the field, you know what I mean, like especially during that time, you know what I mean. You're talking about. You know, amateur players, you know what I mean? Guys that are, yeah. are working jobs and then they're doing this, you know, out of the love for it, you know. Um, so, um, you know, I'm not big on being publicly critical in that space. Yeah. You know I mean, maybe maybe it's a little bit different now that we're, you know, going professional. It's like, this is your job, son. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, yeah. but uh but but yeah, but you know, so it's it's important and it does and it does rock me a little bit, you know, it ruins my day a little bit. But then that's where like for me personally you know what I mean? As as a man of faith, you know what I mean? I can't let that control my day too much, you know, because if I do, then for me, I, I, I begin to, I don't want to internalize that as kind of like, yeah, it takes know, me to a dollar place, you know, like my life <laughs> is just all surrounded. If city loses, then, you know, I can't communicate with my wife type of stuff. No, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but it's important though. So if you could talk a little bit, so you have a, you have a podcast of your own, the 451 podcast. And for a long time, I had no idea what that referred to. You know, I listened to a couple episodes and, and then I think I went back or maybe you, maybe you told the story again later in the second season. I don't remember, but I know you've told the story at least once, maybe twice. If you'll share that, cause I think it points a little bit back to that community feel. Um, so share the story of your podcast and kind of what you try to do with it. Uh, and, yeah. and, and please don't put us, don't put us on the bonfire. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I mean, I even put my own people on the bottom. I heard that. I heard. Yeah, I heard that last. I heard that. <laughs> but uh, um, so four fifty one. Um, so actually, it was funny with the with with the podcast, right? I had this idea that I wanted to to run with, and then I said, "All right, I'm doing it." And then I was off to the races and realized about three episodes in, uh, I haven't even explained what 451 means. You know what I mean? I was in my own, my own little place in there. So you'll notice like in third or fourth episode, there's a, it's, it's titled, what the hell is 451? <laughs> but, uh, so the purpose behind 451, okay. That, 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 um, uh, uh, that, that creed or, you know what I mean? That, that saying came out of a match that LaRouge had against AFC and Arbor. Um, it was back in 2017, maybe, I think it was. Um, I think, yeah, I think it was 2017. Um, we were, yeah, it definitely wasn't 2016 because we were at the top mm -hmm. of the table. <laughs> and uh, uh, we were neck and neck with AFC Ann Arbor. And there was a, a lot of pressure going into this match. We were we were facing off against them at Keyworth. And, um, and there was so much energy into this match. And then... Um, it was a midweek match too, and the place was packed. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was probably uh, an attendance record that day. And um, then four minutes and fifty-one seconds into the match, um, it started raining and thundering, and the match was 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 delayed. Right. So the match was delayed after four minutes and fifty-one seconds. Now um, a, a couple thousand of us stayed in the stands during that time. And folks didn't let up. We were singing, we were singing, we were singing. And it was something special. It wasn't just, you know what I mean, like a bunch of, you know, drunk people being stupid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it was something special going on. It was like devotion to our club. And for some of us, it was, you know, the devotion for the community. It was like rain, you know, uh, rain or sunshine doesn't matter what's happening. We're here. We love you. And we're going to sing our songs of devotion to you 
into one another, right? And so this was a very huge community gathering, you know what I mean? And so for me, and there was a couple of my brothers that were there for the first time they went to um, a Detroit City match, actually, who uh, later uh, were, were deemed uh, the 451 crew or the 451 boys because that was their first match. So they saw four minutes and 51 seconds of a match, and they fell in love with the club. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there talking to them and some other folks, supporters of Detroit City, talking to them, telling them the story of the club and how it was birthed out of a community organizing effort. And, 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 um, and so the whole idea behind the 451 is it doesn't matter if it's raining. It doesn't matter if our economy collapses. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? No matter what right. happens here in Detroit, right? Detroiters have love for their city, right? And from the outside in, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it. If you if you haven't had a taste of that, you don't have roots here. It's not in your blood. It's really hard maybe to understand unless you understand it from your own local context. But Detroiters are tenacious, you know what I mean? We 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 are persistent, you know what I mean, in 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 the midst of the struggle. You know what I mean? And so for me, that 451 moment, that's exactly what that exemplified. And it was a way to tie the whole purpose of what this club is doing with a that that spirit of Detroit that we talk about throughout the generations here in Detroit. So that's kind of how the whole 451 um mantra was was birthed out of that because that moment was representative of what is strongly associated with the culture of Detroit and cities that are similar to Detroit. Well, I, I love the story and, um, you know, it makes perfect sense with the knowing, at least knowing you through your podcast and through kind of through your Twitter feed, it made perfect sense to me that, that that would be the name for your podcast. And unfortunately for us, we just have this lame four, two, three, we just oh, used man. our we just used our area codes. We 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 couldn't be more creative than that. Mm. So. Yeah, it's, 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 this podcast is dope, man. I listen to you. I know it's it's kind of it's kind of funny. It's like your your story is so awesome. We're just not going to tell ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, four four fifty one to me is this, it, I mean, it's synonymous with three one three. You yeah. know what I mean? The most Detroiters, born and raised Detroiters, like me, I'm different, right? I was born here, raised here, left here, came back here, right? But people who were born and raised in the city their entire life, in the city, and and, and, and um, survived that struggle and have been here holding the city up for these years, right? 313 means the world to them. You know, that's where the whole Detroit versus everything, that whole, that's why that mantra took on yeah. with Detroiters, you know, because that's exactly, you know, it's like, F the world type of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, we can handle whatever you throw at us. You know what I mean? And so that, for me, as it relates to the club, that was just a moment, you know what I mean, where the club represented what I know and love and what is inside of me about the city. Well, where it seems like you're, you know, your your podcast and the meaning and, and a lot of what you guys stand for was forged out of, you know, tough times and that sort of thing. Let's talk about some good times. You guys are really mm-hmm. doing well in the Members' mm-hmm. Cup. If you go by points per game, you guys are averaging, have the highest points per game uh, average, uh, and definitely things are, are looking good for you right now. Uh, are you surprised at how well City played up to this point? Nah, nah. I mean, really, I'm not. I mean, the club has been doing well. Um, it's uh, no, um, no disrespect at all to Caesar, our former coach. But uh, when Trevor James came in, you know what I mean, he had – some things in mind, and, and he's really kind of up the ante, you know what I mean, with the experience that he has, with his whole approach. The way 
the way that our boys played this summer in MPSL in, in the summer in the classic season, it, it it just continued on into the members' cup. Like there's there's a it's it's just they're playing some beautiful football. You know what I mean? And they're playing very disciplined. They're playing cohesive. You know what I mean? Um, in the past, we had really there's there were years where I felt like we had some of the most talented players in the MPSL nationwide, right? But we had a lot of very talented individual players you know what i mean and 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 it just didn't seem to mesh which which to a certain extent is understandable right because when you're talking about a short three-month season in the summer with players that are coming and going and you know what i mean and they get called back you know you can only do so much with that but when we started to make the adjustments to go pro and brought on Trevor James and we had some consistency with our lineup and week after week you know what i mean the 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 changes that did take place in the starting eleven were you know what I mean were were very small at times you know what I mean they were like kind of incremental changing of one person's out and one other person's in because there might be an injury so having that consistency built quite a beast over the summer and it, and then you know it was a little bit of an adjustment heading into uh, the members cup um, but they they carried it on you know what I mean and I I, I give all credit to you know, to the gaffer, you know what I mean? He's, he's doing a hell of a job. So I'm, I'm not really um, surprised. You know what I mean? I would be, uh, I'd have been heartbroken if we came into the, into the members cup and things changed drastically like that, because that was the best football that I seen them playing um, since I started following the club back in whatever, 2014 or whatever it was. So, yeah, I mean, and it's, and it's some, and it's uh it's some good competition. I mean, your club is a, a good example, right? You, yeah. you, you know, you're not coming out with the points that you want, but you still got a strong club. You know what I mean? But for us um, to be in a position that we are um, relative to, to you all points wise, right? It's, it's still, it's still a nerve wracking thing for us to come into Chattanooga. You know what I mean? So you still got a solid club. You see the, the level of competition within this members club uh, with, we'll say with, <laughs> with the top five, yeah. Hey, yeah. Napa, hey, Napa won a match. Uh, that's yeah. true. They did. They did. And they they came out. Yeah. Hey, you know, and they came out. They came out better against us this last weekend. You know what I mean? They were tougher than they were. You know, oh yeah, and, they're, and they're, they're facing and a team like that. And and we talked to the owner. Like you know, they were facing some unique challenges themselves in terms of like getting a uh, a roster together, a consistent roster. And he was talking about the challenges they have. And uh, and I'll be honest with you, we've seen like real improvement uh, in that team, J- even just from the time that we played them out in Napa, and then they came back and played in Chattanooga. They were a lot more organized. So you know, I, it's easy to take. I, I find it easy to take pot shots at them, but they are getting better. And uh, yeah. and man, New York had a had a heck of a time with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, they gave they gave the Cosmos everything they wanted. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. So. I don't know where all that credibility went, but uh, <laughs> he must have left it in the locker or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I think I, you know what, what I, my comment about Detroit. I, I am a little surprised, not because of, not because of any of the quality. I think of the club, but the that that amount of turnover in players. You know, you had a lot of guys leave. I, I really thought that there would there would be a couple of games of transition and there really weren't. And, and I think the, the, you know, I, I still think well, I'm a Chattanooga fan. I still think talent wise, we, I think CFC is better than Detroit. However, I have not seen a more organized, disciplined team. You guys don't give the opposition anything. If the opposition yeah. is going to get something, 
they're going to have to take it. And that is a that is a solid foundation. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna have individual errors that lead to goals. You're not gonna have silly fouls. And so it doesn't really matter. This is the beauty of soccer. I think you could throw out a team like Barcelona on the best day, and you can throw out uh, you know a lower um, a, the middle of the table La Liga team. And if that middle of the table team is organized, disciplined. And, and and does and play does their Takes job. Takes their chances. Yeah, it, it's just anybody's game. And so I, I have I have huge respect for what you guys are doing, and uh, because it's not like you said, it's not easy, especially with new players. Um, and yeah. it's it, it's I think I said on the 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 post the post match reaction from the Cosmos game is that you know if if we can create some chances against Detroit, we better take them because you're not going to give us a whole lot. And if we don't take the chances you give us, you're going to counter. You've got speed. You've got Cyrus. You know, you've got – who's the other forward? Who, come on. Come on. I can't Sean, believe – thank you. Yeah, you've got yeah. Sean. And so, another Sean. Another <laughs> so, Sean. Another Sean. <laughs> you, man. And so you've got the just those Bang two players. Mother, all of us. <laughs> 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 well, I could I – mean, I mean, you could see the resemblance, really, between, yes. just between you and, and Lawson. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, there, I'm not I'm – not, I, I, it's hard for me to pick one, you out if you're in a picture together. So, yeah, right, right. Um, But between those two players, I, you know, I, I, I'm worried about the match. I, th- I think it's – you know, it's our home. It, maybe we don't have some – what did you call them? Ninjas in our stands that can come out? Yeah, and, the ninjas. Take them ninjas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, sorry, maybe we'll that. have some of our own that. ninjas in the stands. We got ninjas all over Detroit. We yeah. look, look, we, we've all had a play like that. We've all had a play like that. No, we haven't, Todd. Have we never, no, we never get one, calls. There was, one a couple of, there was one a couple of weeks ago that we got away with one of the box. It's just one of those that we all just oh, kind of well, put our yeah. hand over our mouth and just kind yeah. of yeah. look away. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I, I've, been imp- I've been really impressed by, by the team because I really thought there would be more there would be more disruption, and you just can't tell. Like, they've, like you said, they've not missed a beat. Well, and see, the thing is, too, is that that we've had some turnover. But if you think about it from from the from the back all the way up to the front, we we have some core guys that have yeah. that have maintained. You know, what I mean, like I I'm, I love seeing, you know, Nate Steinwasher, a.k.a. Steinmonster, you know, what I mean, come into his own. Yeah. He's you know a beast I mean? in, in the net. You know, what I mean, he's a beast. And for 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 a couple years there, you know, what I mean, he was playing really a number two role behind uh, Fernando. Um, who um, was injured? You know, he had gotten injured. He wanted to come back too, but but uh, but but Stein Monster man, he stepped up and he's 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 a beast. In the back, you know what I mean. You have you know Jalen who came on board with us over the summer, Chrysler, and mm-hmm. Stephen Carroll. You know he's been mm-hmm. with us for a couple years. So you got that core in the defensive, um, in the in the in the back there, and then in the, in the center, you know you got two. Uh, three guys, really, three core guys in, obviously, we got Cyrus, who's been with us from day one, mm-hmm. right? Bakey, who's yeah. a returner, right? Well, beautiful to see him come back, man, because he's just, I say, like, he's smoother than the baby's bottom all day, man. He's so smooth. And then and then uh, Danny Deacon. Danny, yeah, Deacon. Danny, mm-hmm. is, Danny, Danny is one of those guys that, t- to be fair, like, or to be honest, transparent, when, when, when we brought him back, I didn't see what other folks saw. Um you know, when he was with us before, you know what I mean? But um, that's because, you know what I mean? I, I probably was, I was seeing, the, seeing the game from a very narrow place. You know what I mean? He has fit into the system and it's just begun to shine in the system. But you got three core midfielders that, that, that are still with us. And then you got, you know, 
you got Sean up front. And 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 I don't know if folks noticed or not, but you know Sean's been out for a good three matches. Yeah, yeah. He actually he he hurt his hand. Yeah, hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, but uh, Peterson and uh, Matthews, Yasid Matthews, um, who uh, uh, came from Coastal Carolina, where you know Mondi. I I don't know if y'all remember yes. Tyrone Mondi. Yeah. Who hopefully we're hoping he returns home eventually when he you know gets the education and all that. Um, and then and then comes back to us. Uh, you know that Yasid's from that same, you know, that same college there. He's, you know, a South African um, fella as well. And 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 they those two together, Peterson and Matthews up top, have really stepped in big time in the absence of Sean, who's our all-time leading scorer. So yep. you know what I mean? That's 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 some depth that uh, is. Up I'll front tell you. Nice to see because we missed that over the summer. Yeah. I'll tell you the 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 name that you mentioned that I thought was uh, really big in the first uh, CFC Detroit uh, match was Chrysler. When I looked at Chrysler, like physically, he didn't look like much. Yeah. He's a, he's a good sized guy, okay, yeah. Yeah. but he doesn't look like he's fast. He doesn't look like he's very athletic. But he, I, when I sit there and watch him, he reads the game so well that it yeah. just makes up for any like, and he's gritty too. Uh, but he he stymied uh, our attacks over and over again, and I was just at one point I was just like, just go away from the guy. And Jalen made in the summer in the classic season, Jalen made two or three like goal line clearances. One was against Ann Arbor, I think it was at home, and one was when we were at Grand Rapids. Um, so his intuition in the back, and him and Stephen uh, Carroll um, together, man, those guys. Those guys are something special. See, a lot of people don't know that even with as strong as our back was in the summer, uh, those two were the only two who actually, I think Carol just graduated. Um, and Jalen obviously had, you know, he's out of college. The other fella, uh, Musa, that was with us over the summer, yeah, he's mm-hmm. a freshman. He's going to be a sophomore in college. Yeah, he is, he in, is he in Florida? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he. There were two guys you had from that same college, I think, that went back. Yeah, him, right? and, him and Diop. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll keep on developing. Hopefully, again, hopefully they come back home. You know, because we love to have them. They, they, and but you know, that's who, that's who, that's who transitioned out. You know, and then you also had like Curvin. I was surprised that Curvin Kenton didn't come back with us. You know what I mean? But you know, at the end of the day, like there's guys that you know through the classic season, we might grow to love and we grow an attachment to, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Trevor James came in and he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? I think one of my brothers, you know what I mean? Uh, another supporter, right? Said it great. He said, this man has forgotten more than I've ever known about soccer. You know what I mean? So it's really easy for me to have an opinion about this or that in terms of play and strategy, but, yeah. but he knows what he's doing, and, and, and the results show, you know, because, you know, we should have went further than what we did in the summer, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah, that was a – yeah, I watched every minute of that uh, that Cleveland match. That was that was, uh, that was was something else. I did not expect them to pull that out, so. And it was Cleveland, of all people, Cleveland. <laughs> Come on. Hey, the, hey, Cleveland people know a thing or two about struggle too, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, they, set a, ri- they set a river on fire, so, I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, man, tell tell us what you think about this uh, latest announcement with uh, Detroit City coming out with a uh, going to fill the women's team. Man, that is that's great. It's great. It's it's uh, long past due. I'm not as I'm I'm not as uh, critical in terms of how long that took because because uh, I because I understand at least on the surface that 
you know, if you want to do it right, you want to build a solid foundation with your club and your operations. Um, I, I, I feel like sometimes some clubs are doing that prematurely. And, and, and I'm not saying prematurely having the women's side. I'm saying prematurely having both. If you want to start with the women's side and build your club out and then add a men's side, you know, same thing. You know, yeah. I saw some clubs really quickly begin to build out like that. And it's like I'm, I'm sitting here going, you know, Grand Raps is a good example, right? Like they, they, you know, they drop the, you know, they, they drop the women's team in the midst. It's great. I completely support the growth of the women's game and all that. But they, they, their, their attendance was massively dropping on the men's side at the same time. And they, it wasn't like they were leaving the men's side and they were going over to support the women's side. So there was something else going on. You know what I mean? And, 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 and when I think about supporting a soccer club being a community club and being community first, right, to support the, the community, I think it's important that, you know, when you go in to do that, that you're going to create that relationship. You're going to create that dependence. Make sure you're ready, right, to expand out. You know what I mean? So that when folks come in and you start inspiring folks, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and and getting these young girls, these young women, you know what I mean, inspired to put on that crest that um, you don't fail them in two years because you didn't get your operations in order in yeah. order to support that. You know what I mean? And um, but I think it's great. You know what I mean? We had uh, we've been needed uh, a women's side here in Detroit in general. We've got a couple of local clubs that use Detroit's name that are not grounded in the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Detroit Sun is one of them. Yeah. And uh, y'all might have heard of there's one episode that I threw them on the bonfire. Yes, I, you know? Yeah. And then I had people coming at me like I was against women. This that no 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 no. This is folks. You know some folks. You know we're hiding behind this progressive movement, right? That is very genuine and authentic, but they were using it for their own personal gain and, and using Detroit's name. And I felt like they were honestly exploiting it. You know what I mean? So I think it's a beautiful thing for us as a club that's grounded in the community, doing it right. You know what I mean? To now get that opportunity to open that up and, and, and see, you know, uh, a women's side that, that continues to grow and that's going to be there for the long run, not just for young girls and women to grow in the game through the youth system and and put on that crest as a professional player eventually, right? But that it's going to be both sides there for the community. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I think that it was the, you know, it's, it's the right time. You know, our ownership has made a lot of great moves. There's very little that I'm critical of what they've done. You know what I mean? Um, nothing that is are like deal breakers to me. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, you know, to see... Not only the look on the faces of those young girls that were there at the Napa match when they made that announcement at halftime, but looking around and seeing the mothers and the fathers that I know of that support this club, whose little girls play, that want to be able to put on that crest and be the next, insert their name. You know what I'm saying? Or be the first. (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? So, um, so it was special, man. It's it's really special, man. It brought it brought brought. A couple of tears to my, made my eyeballs sweat a little bit. You know what I mean? It got dusty. Uh, I'm not crying. You're crying. Right. <laughs> well, and, and, and with us going into the UWS, you know, it's a good, It's a, I think that's a good start for, for them because, I mean, I was just looking at the division that we're going to be stepping into, the Midwest division. I mean, it's like six six clubs in the division and five of them are in Michigan. Yeah. That's, I think it's, you got Grand Rapids. That's actually, that's actually a really good thing. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I wondered because I think when, when they made the announcement, I, I wondered why they chose the UWS. There, the UWS is significantly smaller, and then the uh, W the WPSL. Uh, but then I went on because I don't know a lot about UWS because there's I don't know that they're there. I can't think of the the closest club. There's just not there's really not any in the southeast. So I went and looked at it. Then I when I saw the number of clubs in Michigan, I said, oh well that. That might make some sense. sense for them that that it, you know you want to be you want to be in a place where there are other clubs for travel and all the other overhead type stuff that yeah. that, that you're gonna that you're gonna experience. Um, so yeah, I, and I, I think have, it makes some sense. And clubs that we have actually have history. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know, Lansing United, ASCN Arbor, yeah. Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think there's Michigan Legends that you know we don't have a history with them per se. You know there's, what I mean, but. Does Lansing Blue a three zero lead also applicable to the women's team? Does the whole city does the whole city bear the burden of blowing a three zero lead? I'm saying the crest is the crest, <laughs> right? That's awesome. So I so I let so I let Lansing ignite off the hook because they decided to just get sucked into the franchise system. I don't I don't recognize them as Lansing United or carrying on a history at all because. I, that's not just that's just not how I see it. I don't think you can have your cake and eat it too in that. Yeah. If you want to sell if you want to sell yourself off to that and you think that's best, that's great. But nope, you ain't gonna change the reality of this. But the women's side has always been there. You know what I mean? And Sons of Ransom have have have. You know what I mean? The small mighty Sons of Ransom have <laughs> have have maintained a presence there to support the women's side. Uh, so that'll be great to see that you know reignited. At least in, in in that sense, you know. So, um, so I'm I'm optimistic about it, man. I think it's I think it's pretty dope. So, are you coming down for the CFC match this weekend? No, unfortunately, I'm I'm my my travels are restricted. You know, I got can't, my, my... can't cross the Canadian border. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Ice, ice can't after your yeah, ice, ice gets you. <laughs> well, and you know what? I was gonna. You're say on the wrong that... side of the wall this time. I was actually just gonna say, you know, with 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 my queen uh, expecting, uh, but then you making the Canadian references, <laughs> you yeah. might think it's the queen of England. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, congr- well, congratulations on on that, by the way. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. and condolences as a as a father of a twenty. How old is he? Twenty twenty year old and seventeen year old boy, two boys. So okay, yeah. So it is well, the as um as Dickens says it's it's the it's the best of times it's the worst of times so well, well give us a give us your prediction for a, uh from the Great White North for the weekend for the weekend um I think that you're gonna see La Rouge come out on top oh I'm surprised marking it down marking it down two to one and it's gonna be and 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 Stein Monster is gonna demoralize you oh. But there's oh. going to be a Sam goal that you kind of slide in there in extra yeah. time or something like yeah. that. It's going to be like somebody shoots it and it comes off of like Carol's butt or something yeah. like that. I, I, I think your keeper is going to need to have a, a yet another good game. I think we're going to create a lot. If we can take those chances, it'll be a good night for us. If if he if he plays like he played, I think the last time y'all were here, um, or if he played how he played against how he played against New York, you know, we could be in for a long night. But uh, yeah, Go, going back with the history of Detroit City and CFC matches, ever since like I think we willed it to happen on, on social media. I, I do believe that. Yeah. But those games have always been really hard fought. It's yeah. like you know, I remember the first time you guys came down. The first half of that game, I actually felt bad for Detroit City. I was like, they don't belong on the same field. 
because it was so <laughs> lopsided. But we did not finish yeah, we one score. stinking chance. Yeah. Not one. And then here they come and ended up winning the game. And I was like, thank you, man. Yeah. And, and, and that's a hard one to watch initially. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't mean any slight to the team when I say that I don't know that they are as talented as, as CFC because you don't give anything up. And, and that's, and Todd and I have talked about this a lot. Yeah. In a soft, when you, when you support a club, at least me, I don't want to get Mourinho. You know, I want to be, I don't want to be that kind of where you park the bus and you play so negatively. But if you can't start with a solid defense and organized, I mean, you, you're in for a long time. And right now, that's who we are. We are not, a, we're, organization is not our strong, our strength. Defense is not our strength. We're going to have to score goals. We're probably yeah. not going to. We're probably not going to win a one-nil match against Detroit. We're probably going to have to win a three-two match, and, um, and and to score three goals against you guys, I don't know if anybody's done that at least in at least in a while. So well, you know, I'd say don't you know just just tap into your inner wolf and uh, <laughs> oh, oh inner wolf inner wolf oh. oh. You know Okay. All right then. Rubbish. <laughs> well, hey, it's been awesome to speak with you. Is there anything else you want to you know, give a shout out to? Is it, you know, I know you have a second podcast. I've got haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I don't know if you want to talk about it or anything else that that's going yeah, on up I, there. I could I could plug that. Well, you know, a uh, four fifty one uh, podcast will be kicking uh, into gear here. I've been going a little bit slower, obviously, with uh, some life things going on. You know what I mean? So I'm not pumping them out like. Uh, like like I did in season one, so we should have episode three coming up here soon. Um, or the club updates are going to be about an hour long. Yeah, really. Such a gap. Uh, yeah. But also, I lifted off another project called Three Men in a Bible, and that you can find that on Twitter at three, the number three men, M E N Bible, Three Men Bible. And uh, I have released one episode of that. Um, I should have a second episode here coming soon. You know, and that's a you know that's a a project, you know what I mean, that is geared toward uh, pulling uh, men of the Christian faith together, you know, to talk about manhood from a p- biblical perspective. And uh, what I want to do with that is uh, over a period of time, I want to accumulate as much wisdom as I can from guys, uh, you know, men that have been uh, doing great things here in Detroit and get that wisdom in the ear of our youth, you know, our young boys, our young our young men here in Detroit, you know, and the, the kind of the, uh, the, the, the reason why, is is simply because just the, this epidemic here in our city, uh, we're losing kids uh, every other day. You know, gun violence here in Detroit is something that uh, um, that that preceded, unfortunately, a lot of this uh, national conversation yeah. on the mass shootings. You know what I mean? And it's something that is a day to day reality. Something that honestly, since I left Detroit for many years and just came back about four or five years ago. That, that I was even disconnected with. I wasn't, you know, I knew, but it wasn't, you know what I mean, in my immediate surroundings for a long period of time. But now it's, you know, it's right around the corner. It's, it affects people who I know and love very dearly. And so um, I'm, I'm not naive to think that this podcast is going to, you know, save everybody. You know what I mean? But, but you know, as a, you know, um, a follower of Christ, you know what I mean? I know that, you know what I mean, uh, at least introducing him to folks, you know what I mean, can make a huge change in people's lives, and and that's and that's what the uh, the goal of that podcast is. And then you know, then I can go be a heathen on four fifty one. 
Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, it's again, it's been great to have you on. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can find if fo- if those of you who are, are who have not already found him on the Twitter sphere, you, you are at what at red underscore. What's your what's your Twitter handle there, Red? I, I thought I had it. Red, up here. red, red underscore Grandmont, G-R-A-N-D-M-O-N-T. Yeah. So look him Grandmont up. He's a, says, go ahead. Yeah, Grandma's the neighborhood that I live in here in Detroit. OK. Used to be Red NGS, but I. I, uh, I change it to grandma. All right. So he, he's a good follow. So go, go check his Twitter account out, go check his co- both of his podcasts out. Um, it's been an honor to have you on. It's been great to talk with you. Uh, we like to talk to folks from clubs who, who are coming to play or we're playing the, you know, the next week to kind of give again, to, I don't know how many ch- folks in Chattanooga need an introduction to Detroit, uh, because you know, you are you're our brother from another mother. You're our frenemy, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of us know uh, a lot about Detroit, but it's always good to have supporters on to get your perspective. And uh, so, it's it's been a pleasure. And, and thanks so much for agreeing to come on and talk with us. Yeah, likewise, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you this weekend, man. Yeah, we'll see you this weekend. And tell the wife good luck. Uh, yeah. Good, you know. Hope everything comes out all right, literally and figuratively. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, congratulations and Godspeed. Yeah, and yeah, uh, thank you. Thank we'll you, see brother. you on the Twitter. All right. All right. See you, brother. See you guys. And again, thanks to Dose Bros for making that interview possible. Uh, we really do uh, appreciate the support they give the podcast and would encourage you to go to any one of the seven local locations and enjoy some really, really good food. Again, we would like to thank Sean for coming on. Uh, I read as he's affectionately known by many is a, is a really cool guy. It's somebody who I have started to follow more and more and listen to his podcast. And so I encourage you to seek him out on Twitter, seek him out on, on, uh, seek out his podcast on Apple podcasts and other places that 451. Uh, it's a little different than ours, but it's, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a really good listen and he's really doing, I think the most impressive thing about him is, you know, he, a lot of people talk about, community support and tying tying things to community support but he is out there doing the hard work for his community he you know he when he sees something that he feels is is wrong you know he takes action he takes direct action to go out and and try to fix where he lives so i really appreciate him being on and, and certainly appreciate dos bros for for sponsoring that uh, next we want to talk a little bit about the academy we've tried to we'd like to kind of give shout outs to those teams who are doing good things and this past weekend we had several teams that were down I believe in Birmingham at a uh, at a tournament so we I know we had uh, we had CFC Academy teams in state league we had CFC Academy teams in tournaments and we had I know we had academy teams that played friendlies in five cities in three different states so it was a busy weekend for the academy. Todd, you want to talk about uh, any any anything particular you want to talk about with those teams? Uh, yeah, it looks like the 2010 Girls Navy had a 4-0 win in the tournament championship up in Nashville, and that was the United Cup of Champions. So uh, big congratulations to them. The 2007 Girls Navy, they made it all the way to the final undefeated and unfortunately just uh, lost that final match. So big congratulations to those two teams for uh, one for winning the final and one for making it to the final. And it sounds like just an all-around good weekend uh, for CFC Academy. Yeah, so that 07 yeah, in Birmingham and the 08 team also won the Birmingham Bash to the 08 girls. So 
We had a couple of teams down there. I think one of the boys' teams was there too. I don't know all the state league results. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, I don't know them all, but I do know because I happen to live with one of the players that the O2 boys had a win this weekend that I think almost guarantees that they'll be going to the state uh, state league tournament in Murfreesboro. So again, good you know, congrats to them and AJ and all of his all of his teammates. Uh, they played a good game against the team from uh, from the Nashville area. I think Eagle Express. So I think good things are going on in the academy. And uh, again, we still have to get Sheldon or somebody. Some, somebody from the Academy, Steve, the uh, Director of Coaching, on to talk a little bit more about the Academy because they're doing good things. And it's been a rough year for them as well as the club. And uh, we've got some really good people in place and and some good things are happening in the Academy. So we want to always bring, bring up uh, those things. The Academy news is not all that's been going on. I don't know that we really have anything else in club news. I think we have already... We had already talked a little bit about Sheldon stepping down, I believe. Oh, and what we do, we do have one thing. Claire, do you want to talk about? I don't have her Twitter account up. Yeah. Uh, so we had we had talked to Claire on our interview, and she had talked about getting a uh, a separate Twitter uh, account just for uh, CFC purposes, and it looks like that has came out in the last couple of days. So now you can tweet Claire Tooley at CFC underscore rep. And uh, that is her CFC rep specific handle, as opposed to as I think she puts it, her political heavy. Well, uh, political, personal, yeah, political, uh, yeah. and Netflix heavy. I believe. I believe she said. Yes, yes. It was an interesting mix. Yeah, yeah I just followed that account. So that'd be good to see how she engages uh, engages with that. I don't know if there's any other club news. I think I think the only the only the only thing in it's not really news. It's kind of club not news is you know we talked with red about detroit announcing a women's team we just had today miami united announced that they are ha- they are having or they will be uh creating a women's a women's team i don't remember i don't know exactly when they'll start right these two items are only news in the sense that we are not announcing yeah. that news yeah and i you know and i had a i had a you know i had a brief kind of dm conversation with sheldon and and you know i i i do understand that I think the club has heard, has certainly heard that there's a want and a desire uh, from many fans that that a women's team is wanted and needed. Um, I, I think they really get that, and you know, I think you know, I'll, I, I, and I certainly understand you don't want to do things before. I think even Red talked about this. Like you don't, you don't want to come out and just do it to do it when you're not ready. And I know some people are, and some people out there are, you know, probably rolling their eyes and be like, "Well, how can we, how can we not be ready?" Well, you know, we've we've been through some things with our old, with our former women's team, and and I think when we talked with, I think it was Tim, uh, when when early on when we talked with him, I think he said something like, "You know, we want we want women to be in charge of the women's team, and we are we are really wanting a." A, a partner that we can work with and, and wants to be in it for the same reasons that the, the club is, is in it for and are actively looking for that partner. So I, I can only assume that's, you know, that's really, that's still going on that they're, they are still looking for that person who can be the, the face and the, in the lead um, for the women's side. I can only hope that it occurs uh, soon because I think the reaction you saw from a couple of people, uh, on Twitter after Detroit announced 
was, I guess, one of you know frustration a little bit. So I don't know. I, I'm not for me. I, I'm not on, on board with. It. I'm not frustrated yet. Okay, I I can acknowledge everything that's happened in the last like twelve to eighteen months, and I don't want. It needs to be right. When it number one, there's only so many resources that you have, yeah. and you can't spread yourself too thin. And I would rather do, us do. And I'm not saying we don't get a women's team. Don't hear me wrong. But I would rather do one thing really, really good and get that going before we try to like. Okay, we kind of got this going in the right direction. Now let's take resources away from that and let's start out something else. And we may or may not be getting it right. You know, if it takes one year, if it takes two years, I'm okay with that. Three years, no, too long. But but no, seriously, if it takes a couple of years, I understand it because I want to get it right. And I want it to be, I'm with Tim. I think it needs to be uh, uh, coached by a woman. I think that would be great. I think it needs to be ran by women. I think that would be great. So I'm willing to give it a little more time to get it right. I just don't want to put a team out there just to say, oh, we have a team Yeah, I, I don't want to put a team out there just to put one out, just to slap a crest on and, and say we have a women's team. But I also don't want to uh, have paralysis of analysis, I guess, or, you know, perfection can be the enemy of great. If you are, if you're waiting for the exact right thing, you may be waiting a while. And, and so I, I don't want to wait yeah. that, you know, I don't want to wait that long and, and, and miss kind of an opportunity to get back into the women's game. So I, I, you know, I, sure. I think from, you know, from, from that conversation with Sheldon, I, I think the club is in the same is in the same mindset. I, I don't think they're, they are sitting yeah. on this. I'm just not frustrated. At well, this frustrated point. may not be the right. I don't know. Some people will voice frustration. I'm, I, I don't know. Frust, frustrated may be, may be strong. I just want to make sure it, that it stays as a, as a, as a high priority for the club. And, um, it, it, and, and it's not a situation that we're looking for the exact right, exact right fit when, when, um, you know, when we could, we, we could do it well, uh, in another way. So again, I, I, there's no reason for me not to trust, uh, the club. I mean, I think the the club has shown that they're deserving of some trust. And so, you know, I, I'm willing to sit back and, and weigh a little bit like you. I don't know if, I think, I think if it's, if it goes much beyond not summer 2020, but if it goes, if it, if it's, if it's summer 2021 and we're still not hearing anything, you know, I, I, I yeah, at that point, I think there's going to be some, I think there's going to be some frustration. Yeah. So if you're fielding a team 2021, I, I'm okay yeah, with it. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. I mean, I, if, you know, I, I don't think we're going to, I mean, I think we'd have to be announcing it right now if we were talking about 2020. So if, if we, yeah. if we have, if we have in our mindset, 2021 is a target. And if we make that target, um, you know, I can, I can live with that as long as we get back on the pitch. It's going to be interesting to, Again, you know, you've only got two, two. Well, you got three. If you, well, if you want, you've got three. If you want to talk about D one, but we're not doing certainly not doing that. Um, you only have two options on the lower league in the women's side. You have UWS and WPSL, and we all know what it means. We're probably not going to choose. You know, like I said to Red, when you look at the the W the U, what is it? UWS, I think. Yeah, yes, UWS. UWS. When you look at UWS, there's just there aren't any teams in the southeast, and so yeah, that's, that's not, not feasible. feasible. And so you got to be ready to go. Yeah, you got to be. Yep, you got to be ready to 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 take on that, and and uh, and and I, you know, that's that's part of it. So 
I know because I can only imagine that that first match would be uh, emotional on many levels. So, so yeah. So I guess that's well, that's so all of this. Well, we have two. So I was just gonna say that that's all and that's all we have really in club not news. <laughs> well, we also have some other indirect club not news. After three years of being silent, uh, we have Rayo OKC in Oklahoma City who. Uh, sends out a cryptic tweet, uh, like I said, after three years of silence, with some googly eyes at Nisa. Yeah, it's it's not it's not and even at who, it's who not knows? even at Nisa. It's just a hashtag Nisa Nation. I don't know if the person running the Twitter yeah. account forgot that there's a difference between the hashtag and the at sign. But it Well it's been three years. They could have they forgotten. Could, a yeah. Lot. Yeah. So it's hashtag Nisa Nation question mark with the two googly eyes. And that's it. And <laughs> So, so that's what we're left to speculate on. Okay, so we know this team existed. It was an independent club uh, that existed up until about three years ago. And stop me if you've heard this one. A USL team moved into uh, Oklahoma City and pretty much uh, shut down uh, Rio OKC. So although we haven't exactly heard that story, we've heard a similar tale of, of a USL team coming in and trying to uh, – to uh, shut down a an independent club. Would you so would USL really means? do that? I've been led to believe that oh. that it's I just think, the, I think that they have good intentions. Yeah, that it's just more soccer. And who doesn't love professional who soccer? Who doesn't love more, more soccer, soccer? More professional soccer. I mean uh, Well it'll be interesting to see what this means. Yes, it is. Uh, I mean who knows? It could just be like you said, just throwing a tweet out there and seeing and seeing what bites. Uh, there's no telling. We we tried to reach out to a couple of people in this late hour on uh, Monday uh, to try to get some clarification and really couldn't at this point, but who knows? It's lower. It's lower. They don't, they don't have a place to play. They don't have any turf. All their turf is over in Oakland. So if they go play in Oakland on that turf, is it, is it considered a home game? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's their home turf. I know Tim made that, Tim made that joke to me when I, when I, I, when I saw their, uh, when I saw their, their tweet, I, I responded, you know, Oakland's not giving you the turf back, right? And Tim from You're Smarter Than Us um, asked the question, if they played at Oakland, would they have home field advantage? What? Yeah. He, yeah. Ah, so the joke's yeah. so obvious. Somebody yeah. Else uh, you it. stole what? it from Tim. We know. We know. We, we, steal, we steal all of our great ideas from, from the You're Smarter Than Us podcast. Well, why try to make something original when something somebody's already said it better? <laughs> so there you go. So that's all we know about Rio at OKC. So who knows? They're in, they might be in Nice. They might not be in Nice. Uh, who knows? We might have a friendly scheduled against them in two weeks. I have no idea. Uh, the other the other news out there, uh, for those of you who follow uh, Chris Kessel or Cassell, I'm not sure, two S's, two L's. Uh, there was an, he did an interview uh, with uh, Rocco Camiso, and Camiso made some statements basically suggesting that the Cosmos did not or would not have a place to play uh, come next year. He said Nisa didn't want them. He said that uh, MPSL didn't want them because they wouldn't let them use professional players, which that made me think, is he aware of the new Nisa League uh, or the new MPSL League, rather, which it said they could have professional players? No, they can't. Players. The new, the new MPSL League, the, they, won't have, they won't have professional players. That's the whole problem. I thought that they could have semi-pro no, players. No, no. Well, no. The the uh, no. They can't have any. 
not pro. Uh, at yeah, all. they can't have pro. The the other, you know, the what is it? What was the what was the I, vernacular that I you liked? Split, I thought it was it was yeah, amateur and and non paid professionals. Yeah, the non paid professionals are are those are those pro players who are in between right. teams, but they can't. No, they can't play. So apparently, over the last, in, in, if if you don't know, the last couple of seasons, MPSL has gotten and 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 worked with, I guess USASA and the USSF, to to allow uh, the Cosmos to have an exemption to the uh, or exception to the to the the rule that they couldn't have professional players. That's why they and Miami have been in MPSL um, for the past couple of years. And so, but in the, in Kessel's interview and, and you're getting, you're getting a couple of interviews confused. So he interviewed this person from the, from the new New Orleans, the jesters for Farrell, Kenny Farrell. I'm sorry. So he interviewed Kenny and the interview you were referencing with Rocco was Michael Lewis on uh, front row sports. Front yeah. row. Yeah. That's Michael. Right. But it was it was Kessel that was retweeting. Yeah. Sorry. So it was it was it was Michael who who said so that you know and and I I asked for clarification. I can't remember somebody. I asked for clarification. I said it sound does it it sound it may have been Chris, it may have been Kev, uh, Kivlahan on Twitter. And I said you know it sounds to me like that when the the conversation with uh, Kenny that the. Cosmos would not have that exception, and so what's what? What are they going to do? And and he responded, and he's like, I don't know what they're going to do. They they could choose not to play. They could field an amateur team in MPSL, uh, or they could they could join NISA because he he felt like USL and you know of course MLS is, doesn't want them, and and he didn't feel like USL would be an option for them either. So I guess that led to this interview with Michael Lewis with Rocco. And there wasn't a whole lot new in there. Again, he other than he says, he well, I guess there is some things new because he said we're not going to be amateur. So that kind of takes out MPSL. Uh, he says that Nisa didn't want doesn't want us, and you know that was something new to me. I had heard we had heard we had talked to John Fuciante with the with the first team podcast that he had heard some folks from the club saying that that Nisa would might be an option. And it's uh, it's interesting when it, when he said that I was like oh okay, what's what's this all about, and you know he's he's basically saying that something is happening between Nisa and the in the federation that is leaving Nisa scared um, that if if Nisa were to allow or to uh, to allow um, the Cosmos into Nisa that there would be retribution or retaliation from the federation. Well, I pray if that's the case, then I pray that they are holding on to whatever it is that suggests that, and I hope it's admissible in a court of law. Well, I hope so, but I, I, I'm not really sure. You know, the I think somebody, again, somebody on Twitter, I think it was uh, Kivlahan um, who may have said it, who said that he, you know, from what he has heard from people in NISA that they are afraid. And and is it explicit or or, you know, implicit? I think that's the, you know, that's the issue. I, I don't know. Right. I would, I, I would doubt that the USSF is so. I know what I'm saying here, but I doubt that they're so stupid that they would explicitly state something that could be uh, found that could, that could be found them. in discovery. Yeah. But you know, I, there sure could be a lot of. Hey, per, you know, personal conversations, one-on-one conversations, read in between the line conversations, 
you know, a wink and a nudge kind of stuff that gives Nisa the feeling that if they were to allow the cosmos into the league, that there would be some, there would be some trouble. Now, what I've also heard from that, you know, from, you know, folks, the, the, I think it's Chris again, that it see it appears that uh, Miami, Detroit and Chattanooga know and are, and, and understand that the Nisa leadership is worried, but they're willing to move ahead no matter what and, and are all pro cosmos and Nisa but it apparently it's it's some of the leadership, and I hope that I can't imagine Nisa coming out and commenting on this. That they don't have a whole lot to gain um, from commenting on it. But uh, you know, I, I would like to see some transparency by somebody to to let us know uh, about that because that just, I mean, I, you know, I know that a lot of people, you know, the, it, there's a lot of you know cloak and dagger and conspiracy theories around USSF and and what they have or haven't done to the cosmos and what they did or didn't do to NASL. Did they give USL preferential treatment? Have they given MLS preferential treatment? You know, there's a lot of smoke and, you know, smoke around those things. This is, this, I mean, this is, this is something that um, just really rubs me the wrong way and is, is just, um, I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. And, And I really wish that there was somebody in this country, some some journalist it's probably not going to come from soccer the soccer journalists because they're too worried about access. But somebody has got to see this as as a story because it's so indicative of what everybody thinks about USSF. I mean, it it just puts into into the bright light of day what people think about that federation um, and how they've treated the women's team, how they've how they've treated kind of any soccer that's not MLS. You know. Everybody looks at you funny when you start talking about USSF as as this as this um, conspiratorial group, and they you know they they accuse you of wearing tinfoil hats and do all that kind of stuff. But I'm sorry, this is it's just right there. And and people who should know and know these things and talk to people who know are all saying the same thing that Nisa is worried. And there's only reason one there's only one reason why they'd be worried, and that's they've been given a reason to worry. And it's just unacceptable. And I, I just wish there would be somebody who uh, would talk about this stuff other than, than Rocco. I mean, you know, Camiso is the only one that's coming out and really talking about it. Well, Camiso is also the only one that probably is in a position where he sure. can. Uh, he, has, he has the money. Number one, he's on the outs anyway, right? So it's not like he can really make the situation worse. He already doesn't have a place to play. So really all he can do is, you know, try to rile somebody. I mean, he's got the money to do whatever he wants to with the Cosmos. He can put them on hold. He can, you know, try to go into whatever league he wants to if they can get them to accept him. So, but the other, you know, the other teams, I mean, they have real skin in the game and they don't necessarily have, uh, what's his company, Mediacom, the wealth of Mediacom behind them to, to be able to stick their neck out that far without fearing retribution from uh, USSF. So, but you're absolutely right. I, I, I would, I've tweeted at Bob Lee probably up 10 times like, Hey man, why don't you come out of retirement? Here's, here's your story to come out of retirement for it. And you know, Bob Lee was, has been a soccer guy on ESPN for years and also uh, an investigative reporter. And that's the kind of thing that, that I would love to see. And who knows, maybe it's going on right now and we don't even yeah, know. Yeah. I don't it. think it's going to come uh, from Bob it, Lee, but Matt, you know, I, you know, it's uh, interesting. You know, I went around looking for, 
you know, as you, as you may have done, I looked for journalists that may have, have looked into various parts of this story. And there's a new article on the athletic, uh, it gets behind a paywall. And I was, I, uh, I was tempted by their, their cover coverage of the premier league in a, in a, in a premier league team that I follow that uh, causes me great grief and did again today that, uh, you know, so I looked, I looked up there and there's a story about kind of the possible outcomes of the, of the case for the the NASL case against the, the Federation and MLS. And it's a, it's a sports business reporter. And, you know, so I've, I have followed him on the Twitter and will start to see if I can cultivate a, a relationship. And, and I mean, I, I just don't understand in and of itself, this story may not be that big, but as an indication of the links to which the Federation is willing to go to freeze out a, a one person or one club uh, and to put into jeopardy a league that isn't, that is independent. It, it's just, it just goes right to, and if, and it goes right, it goes right to what a lot of people have been saying and those who, who those people who have been accused of conspiratorial thinking and you know just they're just anti MLS and uh, and that's not it at all. I mean there are things happening and it's just uh, you know again I think everybody needs to remember that the USSF's mission is to make soccer the preeminent sport in the country. That is that's ex- that's expressly stated in their mission and the way they're behaving to anyone who isn't MLS or who isn't USL, and I'm going to throw USL in there, is frankly just ridiculous. And, uh, you know, they are, they are ignoring and, and excluding hundreds of soccer communities in the country. And they're, they're doing it knowingly. And, and they're doing it with, you know, with the, I don't know, it's with, with the media just looking right there and just, shaking their head and, and, and going and doing something, another doing another piece on Zlatan or something. So it's, <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 you know, and I think I, I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago and I said, I've only been following the, the beautiful chaos that is lower league soccer for about five years, really. I mean, I, I've, I've been, I've been going to CFC matches since 2010, but it wasn't until, I don't know, 14 or 15 when I really started to think about what, what the, what the system was really like in the, in the States. And I am tired already. I can only imagine what people who have been in this fight for a while and who are, who are doing the work and how they're feeling when they read stuff like this, it, you just feel like, I mean, that, you know, it's just, it's, it's just, um, exhausting and, and really disenfranchising. Well, I think that uh, that sums it up for the week. Uh, we've we've got into uh, we've got into all kinds of news, CFC news, non-CFC news, and as usual, we've managed to put our tin full hats on and go conspiracy theory about the cosmos. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? The, do you think do you think the cosmos? Like, if you had to list a, a group of teams, uh, like in in uh, order, what what non-CFC team occupies? Uh, most of our our time on the podcast, besides CFC, Arsenal. I got it. CFC. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Cosmos one, and then Detroit two, 
Yeah, but it's it's not really it's not really the cosmos it's themselves. It's I think it's more for me. It's what it's what they represent. It's what they it's represent. A, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's not the cosmos. It's the cosmos brand. <laughs> yeah, that's that right. That it's the, the brand. New York cosmos so, brand. Well, I guess that about wraps it up. Uh, just uh, I will not be in town this weekend. Uh, the great footballers getting a much needed vacation. So I'm going to leave the Gooner. Uh, at That's home, right. and he is going to uh, hold down the fort uh, over at Chattanooga Brewing for the post-match rant. Uh, you got you got a special guest lined up? I do what? not yet. So again, I'll I'll throw out the the offer if anyone is interested or wants to come on and talk about the uh, Detroit match with me. I, I would love to have you as a, a kind of a guest and to help me out. Open mic yeah, open, night. Open <laughs> yeah. mic night. Um, to really to talk about what what you see and and to clean up all the stuff that I get wrong. So. Uh, so if you're interested in that, if if you are interested in that, let me know. I will be talking with Ben Goshorn before the match, but that will not. He is he goes by the Soccer Goose on Twitter. He is a supporter of uh, the uh, Charlotte uh, Charlotte Independents. Is that what they are? I think so. He he he. Charlotte D, is it Dependents or Independents? <laughs> They're the t- is it USL? Yeah, defendants? they're the USL team from Charlotte. Uh, he is also an Arsenal fan, and he has his own. He has two podcasts, Amateur Hour. Apparently, being an Arsenal fan is just a free pass to get on this podcast. <laughs> it helps. Oh, he supports the USL team. Yeah, I know. Oh, but he's an Arsenal fan. Let him on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm uh, so I'll, I will probably be speaking with him a little bit. This podcast that. officially has no standards. <laughs> but he is. He hosts the Amateur Hour. SCCR Amateur Hour Soccer, the podcast, and also Talking Jacks, which is a USL podcast about the team in Charlotte. And so, yeah, he is he is a more sympathetic USL fan, though. Um, I think he. So we'll talk about that. I think a little bit and uh, get into some of that stuff. I will try not to yell too loudly about about USL stuff. You you can listen to. There's also, um, if you haven't already, I would I would just give our friend Tim a little plug to go listen to the latest episode of the You're Smarter Than Us podcast. He has a couple of guys from the Forwards Backwards pod, which is uh, Forward Madison's podcast, a couple of guys. I really enjoy what they do on the podcast and, and enjoy what the supporters are doing with that franchise. Hopefully they're trying to get them out of USL. I, yeah, I, you know, I, I wanted Tim – I wanted Tim to push and I talked to Tim about pushing and I guess I'm just a jerk. He's, he's just way, he's just way more of a kind soul. Um, it's a good conversation though. So I would encourage you to, to go listen to that and maybe, maybe sometime I'll reach out to the guys from forwards backwards and, and we can, we can chat with them about how they feel about, about those issues and cause they are doing good stuff and with their, with, I mean, with the supporters group and, and the podcast. And so, but yeah, so I'll try to be nice. I'll try not to bring, I'll try not to bring all the salt to that conversation. Mm. I'm not saying I won't bring any salt. Well, but I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I'll be nice. Well, seeing that we have uh, we have made this podcast go past the nine o'clock hour, I will not be getting Dose Bros on my way home tonight. You won't be. So I, I no. I hope you're. I'm happy. sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I'm gonna blame Red. Yeah, we'll blame Red for for you not getting your Dose Bros tonight. But we encourage everybody else to go get some, right? Well, yeah. If, they, if your if your local one is open, my local one closed. Oh, tonight, okay. So. Well, then it's not going to be open when this podcast comes out. So I can, I can pretty much guarantee that. But tomorrow, go 
go uh, hit them up and tell them that we sent you. And um, so I guess that'll be it for. And they'll say who? They'll say who sent you? <laughs> who? What? Uh, <laughs> so I guess so. That's it, right? You get any, any any last minute? Did you get any last minute? Uh, communication from the guys over in uh, in in Oklahoma City. No, no. There's there's still that's the only tweet that's been uh, put out there. That so I if you're on Twitter so. and you want to check them out, R A Y O O K C at R A Y O O K C, and and maybe you'll be there when their second tweet in three years comes out, and they they provide. Yeah. And if you tweet something at them, be like, is this the new energy account? <laughs> Come on. (laughs) And if you want, I guess probably Google their name. I'm sure there's a couple of really cool articles about what went on in that. Um, There's a, there's a a neat article that, that, that tells the story of the, of the, of the AstroTurf that I alluded to earlier, the joke, because, because now that AstroTurf is in Oakland um, with the roots. So I, Google that and and see and kind of read that story about about what happened. Yeah, that turf took root elsewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'll be here all week, folks. Tip your weight, staff. No, I'll be on no, vacation. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, right. So, all right. So now we're we're just waffling. So are you are you uh, are you done? I'm done. Uh, catch us on catch me on Twitter at Great Footballer. So you can find the podcast at four two three Soccer Pod. You can find us on Anchor FM, where you can go back and listen to all the other nonsense we've put out. You can find us on the Facebook at facebook.com slash four two three Soccer Pod. And I guess that's it. Oh, and you can find me if you want to block me, mute me, respond to the nonsense that I put out at Chattagooner on Twitter. And so with that, as always, thanks for listening. And go blues. Oh, oh my uh, God. Go CFC. Wait a minute. Let's do that again. I, I still, and as always, go CFC. I'm so confused now. <laughs> go blues. <laughs>